Hello, and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Burn Your Boats with me, Matt Lestalia, your faithful and loyal host. This is my show where I interview entrepreneurs and business owners to teach others how to commit and take action. So this is another opportunity for us to do that. And the beautiful part about this episode is not only is it a two-parter, yep, we got two episodes in there. I get a chance to sit down with Edward B. Fox III. This fine young gentleman uh, agreed to come on the show and talk a little bit about his digital marketing experience and consultative services, along with his views on life and his guiding principles and what inspired him as a kid and what drives him today and what his goals are moving forward. One of the things that I I really wanted to do and wanted to explore was the younger generation because we seem to have each generation as we progress tends to look down at the next future and up and coming generations um, with a little bit of negativity, I guess you could say, and just that they're not as good and they're softer and everything. And while the hardships are different and the motivations and priorities continue to change as the culture continues to change and especially as technology continues to change, there, there are aspects of each progressive generation that are going to be different. And I don't think that it's as bleak as we like to make it out to be. So, like I was saying, one of my goals here is to bring some of these young entrepreneurs on so that way they can actually discuss and you can get an insight into what the next generation is thinking and what their motivations are. And I think that um, Edward Fox is an amazing example of this. He's got a lot of discipline, more discipline than I think a lot of people of my infamous millennial generation have or even the gen xers or baby boomers so whether he is a model for his generation or he is he is the exception he is a motivated young individual and i think an inspiration for anybody listening so a great guest for this show and i had a really really good conversation with him so check it out enjoy It's so rare that you would anticipate, you know, somebody saying that. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's such a, there's such features. a cult following for That's all the of the Apple products. I'm glad you said we definitely got to bring that up in the, in the interview because are you recording? I just went ahead and started. Yeah. Hey, hey everybody. <laughs> this is this is Edward Fox. Right now we're already starting off great. We're talking about the branding between um, Android products and iPhone. Pretty much. So he said there's a cult falling behind it and that's... Behind Apple specifically, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to control the camera with <laughs> my S Pen. Okay, now now we're recording. That was the that was the premise is that yeah. the so you have an Android. Yeah, the, the Galaxy Note nine, which there is like one of the, like the one of the best phones of all time. Yeah. But you know, they also say when you buy something with te- with technology, when you buy it, it's it's practically old now. So I mean it makes right. sense. By the time you actually yeah. get it. And and especially you get to know like the differences, like mm-hmm. what what makes this one better than the previous note, you know. Yeah. And uh, so once you get familiar with it and you're good to go, like, okay, this is old technology. Yeah. We're, mo- we're moving on. This one has better battery life, and it doesn't blow up. 
So <laughs> these, these yeah. are the things that matter. This is what we're looking for. Yeah, you need to have the a non-exploding cu- phones. <laughs> you need to have a customer so a customer-focused business with phones that do not blow up in people's pockets and while they sleep. So, so yeah. the the knowledge and the the kind of niche that you're in. That's the mm-hmm. reason that I wanted to talk to you was awesome. about branding and digital marketing and mm-hmm. advertising. Um, multiple times. In the previous episodes that I've recorded, I've had people talk about their business and then talk about the marketing of their business. Mm-hmm. And it seems that, I mean, there's always a level that you can delegate out to other people. And it's just kind of a question of what you choose to do, what you're going to choose to do yourself and what you're going to choose to delegate out. And I know that for myself starting out, essentially there's no delegation. Mm-hmm. Like eventually I'll hire people once I get comfortable. Like, okay, you do my ads, you do all of that. But mm-hmm. starting out, it seems like it's fairly consistent that new entrepreneurs and new business owners are going to have to be self-marketing. Yeah. And so what, I guess we can just start off kind of with like what your background is before I start asking you for unpaid and unsolicited advice. Oh, it's all good, man. <laughs> this is, this is, it's going to be some great content today. Well, my start is um, born 1996. Oh, <laughs> We're yeah. going a little far back oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, with uh, me starting out, it's like I've had a love for helping people for a very long time. And that translated into me um, being of service to the, the community, right? So at the age of 14, I was, well, 14 and 15, because like I was 14 for, for about a year. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's how that works. <laughs> yeah. So when I was 14, I started volunteering to like feed the homeless with my church, the St. Paul CME. And I was also, um, working at, at the school program, tutoring children at a, um, like a, it's, it's at school program, but it's like at school program for um, disadvantaged children, pretty much wow. in the inner city. So it was a great experience for me, and that's that goes by the name Urban Hope. And I want to want to give a shout out to Urban Hope. When I get like my yeah. millions, I'm definitely going to be giving back Bring to y'all. Back. Because the crazy thing about it is, I was a part of Urban Hope as a child. Oh, so like okay. five, six, seven, I was a student there. I remember people helping me with my homework. I remember like going to the park and playing basketball stuff with you know the student leaders at Urban Hope, and it was great for me to be able to like you know do, do the circle of life like yeah, like come says, back and give and come especially back. Yeah. once you find yourself in a position to do so mm-hmm. to be that conscious about it about your life and that it's it's rare that you find adults that are living that consciously mm-hmm. you know and that aware and in a state of gratitude. Yeah. You know, and it seems like that's where a lot of the action came from. That's pretty cool. And then another thing about that, which you said, is sparked something for me to think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Um, my my life right now, I'm mostly thinking about the sex, the self actualization part. It's yeah. not like I said sex, but that's a Freudian slip. But I'm thinking about the self actualization part. Like, I want to give more than I want to receive, really, because. I know people use the word frugal. Like I study um, Warren Buffett, and he talks about how he's frugal and he spends most of his hometown. Yeah, he spends most of his money on investments. And I was thinking, like me, I want to be like real big billionaire, millionaire, all Mm -hmm. that stuff, and I want to live off of less than ten percent of my actual income, and then um, give away twenty percent, like you know, to charities and homeless and people, things like that, and then education 
uh, definitely education because education it says the antithesis of crime, and the, the more people are educated, the less likely they are to do crime and then be homeless and, and go without jobs and different things like that. So I want to go to the root of the problem, and then seventy percent of my income, I want to invest in real estate. Oh, okay, there you go. That's okay. it right there, man. That's yeah. my thing. So I think that it's. I mean, it's very noble to pledge that amount of money mm-hmm. outside of yourself. Yeah. And then even when you're looking at real estate, you know, any type of investment that's still investing back into the community, mm-hmm. you're still improving the housing and everything. Like if that Absolutely. is the route you choose to go. So that's, that's pretty neat, man. Yeah. When I was, when I was thinking about the, like, I heard you say like 10%, I'm going to live off mm-hmm. 30%. I was like, where's 70% going? Oh, <laughs> And so, uh, on top of like you, you want to give back, um, mm-hmm. what's the driver? What's the motivation for for real estate? Is it just because you know that people always are going to need houses, or where does that come from? That's that's it too. But my mom, she, her and her brothers own real estate. They have rental properties, so that's passive income. Yeah. Then my mom, um, she told me this when I was I think fourteen or fifteen or fifteen or sixteen. It's, like, it's kind of hard to remember the days. But um, I remember what I was wearing. I remember she was wearing. I remember where we were. We were driving on the street. But she said, Eddie, there's five um, five ways to go. I always be able to make money. People always need a place to stay. So that's real estate, own rental properties. Said people always going to get sick. So you could be a doctor or a nurse. And she said, people always got to eat. And uh, she was saying, I can own a restaurant or be a cook. Then she said, people always going to die. So I can own a funeral home. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then the fifth one, the fifth one always gets away from me. But it was something. Probably something about people paying taxes. I don't know. <laughs> be a tax oh my collector. gosh! Last last month I was doing taxes and people government taxes for every dog thing. I was like, man, they owe me a government. Yeah. <laughs> I was, How do I start my own? Government? When when do I do this? And what can be the currency? <laughs> I need all of it. <laughs> yeah, man. It's mm-hmm. uh, it get it gets rough. It gets rough, and I I have to like self censor when it comes mm-hmm. to government and talk of taxation because that's going to turn into like a three-hour conversation I <laughs> now, i'm looking to avoid paying taxes yeah like yeah, no, the I, thing I is it. i learned this from rich people because that's who you need to go to to learn how to make money people that's, that's doing it yeah exactly and that's one thing i was listening to the um the everything store on the way here it's a, it's a good book i have to look at my phone for the um, the author, but mm-hmm. it's a great book so far. I'm only like maybe 20, 30 minutes in. Okay. But um, I noticed something about Jeff Bezos, right? He has this laugh. Like it's like a supposedly a crazy laugh. I, I haven't heard it yet. But I tell you what, my I'm laugh so is probably now. like similar or something. <laughs> and then they said he's like a kind of, they use a different word, but he's pretty much a hard man. Okay. Like, he has a vision for what he wants to offer in his company, yeah. and that's what he wants, and he's going to get that. And that's how I am. Not like not like to a point to where I'm like mean to other people, but towards like myself. It's like I have to do this. I need to do this, and this is going to get done. Mm-hmm. Like when I wake up in the morning, I think, let's do this. And then, you know, Bruce Buffer with UFC is, it's time. Yeah. Like, that's what I think about in the morning time. Like, and that gets me up. I'm like, yeah, let's do this. We, yeah. about, we about to win. So yeah. I mean, that's how I have to think about it. It is really interesting the way that the more self-driven people that I meet, mm-hmm. like the morning routine matters yeah, so does. much. Um, 
I was just listening to an interview with uh, Jocko. I don't know if you. Oh familiar. yeah, Jocko Willink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was talking about um, like the snooze. The snooze button is the dream killer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's brilliant. That's he, brilliant. I think he was. <laughs> I think one time he was saying that he wakes up at like four thirty every day. And I was like, man, five is me. Like I can't. Yeah, and well, I don't that's wanna, I don't even more than five. Yeah, well, that's even what he says is that you have to find the right time for you, but mm-hmm. it should be early because yeah. just waking up earlier than you would on your own mm-hmm. is the way that you start each day off with a higher level of discipline. And yeah. so and discipline is essentially just doing something that's good for you. You don't feel like that it. you don't want to do, mm-hmm. right? That's that's all that discipline is. Yeah. And so it's just identifying those things and I think I always I've always viewed discipline the same way that I view that I view courage, mm-hmm. in that it's an emotional and psychological muscle. Yeah. Right. So if you don't, if you're not in a position where you have to enact discipline a lot of the time, or it's not mm-hmm. being, you're not, you don't live in that kind of life where it's a normal part of your routine. Like you can kind of just fly by the seat of your pants. When it comes time for you to to make disciplined choices, mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot more difficult for yeah. you versus somebody that's doing that on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with courage, which is kind of the that's really the premise of this show is mm-hmm. to talk about those courageous people and how they were able to make those decisions. Like a, a lot of people I've talked to have transitioned from that nine to five job where I'm Mm -hmm. working for somebody else to now I'm running my own business and I have people working for me. So not only am I solely responsible for my income, Mm -hmm. but I'm solely, I'm really the one that's responsible for all of my employees income as well. They got to eat. Exactly. They got to have more than just And and it's not even that, like a lot of, there has to be morale. Mm -hmm. Like, so I can provide you work and you can come here and you have things to do. But if it's a, you know, a hostile work environment, a toxic mm-hmm. work environment. Um, you're gonna your turnover rate's gonna be ridiculous, and you have oh, to yeah. go back out there, and you have to then you have to market yeah. again, right? And so, it's just understanding that. I'm just, I've always been curious, like how much of that was fear for them in the beginning, and how much did they have to overcome in order to do it? And so, but getting back to and that's just kind of like where my head generally goes with this stuff. Mm-hmm. But like yeah. thinking about you specifically um, and how like we were talking about a lot of your business owners and entrepreneurs are going to need to be able to digitally, especially now, mm-hmm. flex the digital markets uh, and, and the digital marketing. Like I, I've only done a little bit. I've only looked at like Facebook. Yeah. And, but their marketing, like your ability to focus like – target focus groups mm-hmm. in through Facebook it's if anyone didn't understand how to like how much data Facebook has on you oh yeah every like, like tr- just go in there and just pretend like you're gonna go market something and like you'll see like oh I can pick the exact age location uh, how much money you make per mm-hmm. the zip code um, how long videos do you typically watch? Like, yeah. do you, are you a five second video watcher of somebody that you're or not 15. or fifteen? Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm going to gear my videos towards that. Like, it's insane, yeah. Yeah. but it's effective. It really is, and it's like I study this stuff daily, like advertising, marketing, stuff like that, branding, e-commerce. It's like you want to know everything you can about your customer so you can be more customer centric. 
Um, but it's like crazy how much data they have. Yeah. Like not only not only from Nielsen, but from anybody and everybody else. And um, and you know the what was the analytical thing? Uh, Cambridge. Cambridge, Cambridge analytical. analytical. It was like with certain things coming out, you want to have you want to have your data be very safe. But um, for right now, is hopefully they're making it safer. But it's it's becoming easier and easier for us advertisers to target people yeah. to to get them to buy stuff. And I'm torn because when you think about it, I like being advertised items mm-hmm. that, that, I, like. that that I like. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you something. Okay. And so it's brilliant to that Woo! extent. Like you're not okay. So me at 31, mm-hmm. like I'm not getting as, as a 31 male. 31 year old male I'm not getting targeted advertisements for uh, like tampons I'm not getting it for Viagra pills like I'm getting it for Jeeps you know what I mean and like audio (laughs) equipment like like, yes this is the stuff that I'm interested in that you're buying Yeah. thank you for letting Mm -hmm. me know that there's a deal on this Mm -hmm. and um, I think it was yesterday or two days ago I believe it was yesterday now Um, I kind of forget which day it is I just had to look at my phone Like I'm I'm thinking what do I need to do today Yeah What needs to get done Um, Versus what number day is it Yeah Yeah Like I start school tomorrow (laughs) 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 Like but um, Yesterday I was thinking about This is like the first time I thought about this And maybe my phone was too close to me And caught my thought Right But I was thinking I need to get one of those boards. Like no, it's like I need to get like one of those interactive TV screens. Like like it's a TV, but I can draw on it and stuff like that. Yeah. How about within an hour? I saw my first ad about that on Instagram. I'm like these mother. How <laughs> did you do? No, and I've heard that from um, multiple people. Not mm-hmm. not the thought aspect. It's but, the thought. But the, but it's the, crazy uh, when you speak about it, and I, you're not your phone's not. It's not that it's turned off, but like you know, it's the screen's blacked out. You're not in any apps, and I've, like people have run n- non scientific tests on it where they're just they won't own a cat. They will have. Nothing related in their house to pets or animals, mm-hmm. and then with the phone being you know like cleared out but still on, they would just start talking about cat food. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, we should really pick up some cat food. And then they showed that they started getting advertisements for cat food. That makes total like, sense. Yeah, because okay. these phones are listening to everything we're saying. But I'm just thinking, like, how did it catch my thoughts? Cause yeah. I didn't say nothing about that at all. Yeah. And people online make jokes about, it's like me, thinks about so-and-so, and then Facebook ads shows so-and-so. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's true. We do that. We do that. But I'm like, me getting targeted? Me, the advertiser? Like, what like, the hell doing? I thought I was on the inside. Like, um, like, is there Nobody's new, safe. It's like, is there, like, a new program I need to be on now? Like, where do I sign up? <laughs> so... You're on the inside, and you mm-hmm. are familiar with the ways of the advertisers. Yes. So, what? Like, give me some. I saw. I saw on actually real quick. I, the way that we met is hilariously awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is one of the things that we're like. I'm so grateful for technology in the world mm-hmm. that we live in, where it can be a double edged sword, but it's really mm-hmm. about how you use it. And mm-hmm. so, Bumble the app that you would associate for dating has a friend mode and yeah. it has a business mode okay, and i was like yeah. 
I'll play around with business mode. Like I've met, I know a lot of business owners out mm-hmm. here in the Hilton Head area and everything, mm-hmm. and in Savannah. And I was like, well, let's just see who's on there. Yeah, you know. And so I did, and then you popped up, and I was like, the first word on your profile, like I told you, I was, yeah. it's it's capitalist, and capitalist. I was like, I'm sold. <laughs> I'm already Absolutely. in. Yeah. <laughs> I think about capitalism almost every moment of the day. I think about God, capitalism, and women. So. That's that's me. It sounds like you've got a pretty legit trifecta for yourself. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> can't, can't, so, can't be um, mad at you about that. Oh, what was I about to say? I was going to say something. But yeah, we're on it. This is going to be a great interview. Yeah. We're already off to an amazing start. Yeah. But yeah, Bumble, right? Um, it's like really cool. I think I was I was on there scrolling on Bumble. I mean, on the on the date part, and mm-hmm. I like woke up to like to like some connections or whatever. I was like, what is this? And I was like, I just switched right back over to Biz because I don't get on there for for dating. I was, like, yeah. I got on Bumble because of Biz. I heard about the Biz feature. I saw it on Instagram. I started following the CEO or the creator of Bumble, and oh, I was nice. like, oh, I'm like, okay, cool. This is this is better than Tinder because like I'm not trying to get on Tinder. I'm I'm looking for business connections. I want this money. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not I'm not all about women. Like I. The, I don't want to sound no, there's, cliche, there's, but there's a compartmentalization, yeah. you know, that's happening. Yeah, the where, money comes before the women in my mind. Yeah, because like there's things I gotta do. Is like I want to invest in real estate. Like I don't know if a woman that I'm gonna date in the future is gonna come to me and say, "Hey, I really respect you and you're a great person. I want you to take my parents' house and invest and do this and do that." Now I I gotta I have to do these things myself. Yeah. So no, it's I think mm-hmm. it's. I think it's important that you really put the focus on yourself. Mm-hmm. And as you're, you know, progressing and going down the path of your uh, self-actualization, mm-hmm. you know, then you're going to naturally be attracting people that you actually want in your life. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the things that dating apps miss Mm-hmm. Is that like it's good in the sense that like okay you can go somewhere to a new city you can meet people like fairly quickly and it's it removes a lot of the pain mm-hmm. that used to exist in dating where like you had to be out and then there was a social pressure and then you didn't want to walk up to a girl with a, around a group of her friends by yourself and and like all of these different aspects to mm-hmm. it now you just like swipe 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 you know and whatever so it removes even the denial aspect mm-hmm. of it like if you get denied it like you don't really know you don't know you know and so it it takes that away um but when you're focusing so this is where I make a distinction between self-interest mm-hmm. and selfishness, right? Mm-hmm. So self-interest is putting yourself first, but not at the expense of others. Right? Exactly. And you can do that through, like Zig Ziglar, I don't know if you're familiar with him. Very familiar with him. So and and this just came up in, in the last... Uh, interview that I did um, I, I, I can never like recall the saying like mm-hmm. off the top but it's basically you can get anything you want in this life if you're if you're willing to help people get what they want I thought about the only way here and I'm like that is yeah. that's my life yeah Jim Rohn says that a lot well it used to say it a lot yeah but like I, I've seen so many Jim Rohn videos I have a Jim Rohn playlist on YouTube do you really but like it's very important that we be focused on offering people what they really want and are able to pay for it makes sense um, because that's what capitalism is. I was just gonna say, like, like it, it yeah. would it holds true, 
you know that that's mm-hmm. your value because you know as a cap as a capitalist and as a fellow free market capitalist mm-hmm. uh, interested person that's that's essentially the name of the game so everything else I mean and, and it gets it gets dirty and people mm-hmm. you know you can't always trust everybody and that's yeah. why you you have to look at you know like the crowd as a whole like who's gone there like where where mm-hmm. are the reviews what are people saying about this person mm-hmm. i lean i'd like to lean more towards that than on regulation but that's yeah. that's neither here nor there i, I um, don't want to be on the dirty side of anything yeah no exactly yeah. well and it's about sustaining your own business it's mm-hmm. about those repeat customers like mm-hmm. i don't want if i'm if i own a sandwich shop Mm-hmm. And I'm throwing together 175 sandwiches, you know, in two hours for this huge rush that came in. Mm-hmm. But there's no sanitation involved. Like, oh. sure, yeah, I got those 175 sandwiches out. And when half those people get sick and they tell everyone that they got sick after eating at my restaurant, yeah, you have no more customers. What am I gonna do? Yeah, yeah exactly. And so, like, my, it's in my best interest to make sure that the food is clean. And yeah, that it's everything is prepared properly. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that I've always seen it. And it goes back to that Zig Ziglar line. It's just like help people get what they want. Mm-hmm. Then you can have anything you want. Yeah, another part of that is systems and processes. One thing I'm seeing as an entrepreneur is that I got, I was, I, this is pretty much why I'm so late here because I was doing some client work before I left the that's house. Great. I had to take a shower as well. But Absolutely. Um, like as an entrepreneur, you can be so focused on, hey, I gotta learn these skills and I gotta use these skills for my, my clients. They could call that a freelancer, but I'm in this to be a business owner. Yes, I did learn the skills, yes, I can be very proficient at them. And I can use these skills to make my customers a lot of money and myself a lot of money. But me, I wanna have systems and processes in place so I can put people in at certain parts when I need them to so they can fulfill these orders and these services to where there's a certain level of quality. I yeah. want the highest quality at every time. I want my customers to So are to you pay looking to lot. when you're talking about these people for these mm-hmm. processes? Are you are, are these like full time employees you're looking at having, or are these people that fulfill a very specific task for like one project? A very specific task, but I do want to have them work on multiple clients. Okay, okay. So if I can have somebody that's like super proficient at Facebook ads, yep, I need you doing Facebook ads for this. If there's a person that's like really proficient at copywriting, hey, I need you copywriting for these Facebook ads. I need you copywriting for this. I need you copywriting for this funnel. You feel what I'm saying? Yep. There's other things, SEO, search and optimization. Um, we need our customers. Our, we need our customers to be able to find us online. Mm-hmm. Like no one can buy from you if they can't find. So them. how do you do this? So if somebody is starting out and they want to get the word out about their business, they want they want to be optimized so mm-hmm. that if you're a pet grooming company that just started in. I don't know Richmond Hill, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Like and you, know, I, I want when people search. Pet grooming, mm-hmm. Richmond Hill. I want to be at the top. Yeah. How do you do that? Well, first thing you do is you call me. And <laughs> you have you have my my See, agency. That, that's what we fulfill. call all you right there. Yeah. Just in case yeah. anyone was curious. And then, um, <laughs> well, what you could do if you have a lot of time on your hands, which um, I know it may not be that way if you're just starting a business. And then when you're just starting a business, you feel that every role is yours because I've I've felt that for the longest time. I've been in business for a bit over two years now. And I still see myself like, you know, having to, you know, look at accounting, look at every little part. It's like 
as I get further and further into this journey, I know there's going to be have to there's have to be things I have to delegate. Um, like I, I see people, like I learn from some of the best. Like they say, you put things in this box. This is this is a box of a I do it must do. And it's the second box, maybe the B box. And it's like, hey, do I have to do this? Not really. It can get done, but I don't have to do it. And the C box is totally throw this throw this away. Half my else do it, or it just doesn't need to be done at all. Absolutely. So there's things like that you have to think about. But um, if you have the time, you can definitely study how. Google's algorithm works And then there are multiple search engines It's not just Google But Google sure. and YouTube are the top two So you want to be able to be found By using the right keywords You need to have your keywords In the copy of your website And then that's the on-page SEO That's what we call that But the back-end stuff This is a bit more complex I'm not even get much into it But it's like different data like your website has to be crawled by um, search engines and stuff like that then there's pages you want the search engine to, to follow and read and there's some pages you don't want it to read so different things like that um it would be best for you to call me and we can have a consultation or you could just have my business um handle it for you and it, it really depends on your income like what do you, how much money you have for this or you know sometimes i might i might want to talk to somebody and say hey I really, really love the idea of your business, and I would like to have an ownership stake in it. And you don't pay me up front for the services. I offer you the services, and we grow this business. That would be awesome. Yep. That's a uh, – I feel like I'm watching an episode of Shark Tank right now. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I like that a lot. No, it's it's not it's not a bad approach, especially for people mm-hmm. that are starting out that – and you're able to see that – the promise mm-hmm. there, you know, like there's there's a lot of quality. I'm seeing what you're doing, and rather than burden you down mm-hmm. with, you know, however much the fees can be for this, yeah, uh, like let's work together, let's make it happen. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing with my software development company because my friends from high school they came to me like, we're working on an app, and this is what we're gonna do. I'm like, you know what? I want to work with y'all. I see where this can go. I want to be the marketing guy, the marketing director. I'm not only the marketing director in this. I'm like, I'm coming up with ideas for the app, and I'm, yeah. I'm like really tech savvy. I, I don't want to like toot my own horn all the time, but like I'm a tech genius. <laughs> like my family knows it, the people That's at good. church yeah. know it. Like, yeah, no, when you're when you're yeah. relying upon yeah those things, like like okay, yeah. And the yeah. funny part about it is, it's like. Like on the low end of being a tech genius, like older people, like older this older lady named Gloria, she always asked me to help her with her phone, and I think that's so funny. It's like an Android phone; it's not that hard, like, but yeah, it has so many features. But yeah, it's 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 not that hard to use these phones, it's but for a, them it is. Yeah, I think a lot of it. I mean, it's just like people are afraid to break things, mm-hmm. and so they're afraid to to just figure it out, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, I don't know what's gonna happen if I push that, like. Nothing. Yeah, so it'll be, it'll be it, might, right. it might be like, how do I send an email? Oh my gosh, I made this joke with my uncle Daryl. Right, he um, he's in his fifties, and uh, he was sending me some emails because we're working on some advertising for his church. Um, but he has a seven-year-old daughter. She's gonna be eight this year. But um, I was like, if you need help sending an email, ask ask to live for some help. You know, <laughs> <laughs> she's right there. Yeah. She'll get three of them fired off in the next fifteen seconds. Yeah, all right. And then, um, and then, like he, he said, he said it'd take me about five minutes. I was like, it shouldn't take you no five minutes, Uncle Dow. <laughs> I'm just joking with him. And then, you know, the funny part is, um, 
there's a lot of stuff is funny. I, I I like enjoying life. I have to Absolutely. find the good in everything almost. But um, he was telling me, he said, I said, all right, now um, I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to borrow a million dollars from you. And I, I said, what? I said, I said, I'm gonna have to give him almost some money first. He said, all right, well, you can give her about thirty thousand dollars. I was like, what? I'm like, what? You my uncle? Yeah, I guess she if my you mom. Go to small, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't want to forget about her. Mm-hmm. I like the idea. I like that. The borrow. I'm going to borrow yeah. it. Like, yeah, borrow it. Like, yeah. Million dollars, yeah. I'll give it back. Don't worry. Yeah, I'll give it back. But, um, yeah, back to the software development company. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing, like, their marketing. Yeah. I'm helping with other stuff. We're coming up with a business plan. Sean, like, we're learning how to approach investors, how to get them ready for investors, different mm-hmm. things like that. Um, so what kind mm-hmm. of risk are you assuming when you're going in? Like, you're going in as the lead marketing you know, member of this team and you're putting up like, are you putting up money? Are you like, how, how deep in this are you getting? I got a lot of skin in the game. Yeah. Like I'm putting, I'm putting yeah. money, time. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm like, I got to put this thing on my back because this, this isn't my first rodeo. This is not my first time doing yeah. business. Um, There's like this one business I work with. It's a restaurant here in Savannah. And I sat down with them for a meeting and turn into like a consultation. I'm showing like this is what you're doing wrong. This is what you could be doing right. And they took my advice on advertising. Right, it's one tweak. They they went from using Google to advertise for a restaurant, which I told them was totally wrong at the time because you don't want to be spending dollars per click to get somebody into a restaurant. You don't know how yeah. how much they're going to spend with you. You don't know the lifetime customer value. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be overspending for that. I told them to use Facebook. They use Facebook and they doubled their revenue pretty much like. Instantly from taking my advice, and then I um, and it's just about knowing what, yeah, where to target what kind of groups, mm-hmm. like who is your target audience, and mm-hmm. being able to identify that I think is crucially important for any yeah. new business, you know. Mm-hmm. If uh, and then also like I I've thought about that a lot with media and specifically in podcasting, mm-hmm. like who who is it that listens, like what age group, and there is a specific age group. Mm-hmm. And how do they listen? And yeah. it's uh, sometimes depending on who it is or, or you know like who's speaking, it can vary. Like yeah, you get a lot of people drive, riding in their cars, listening and stuff like that. And so, but just it helps mm-hmm. to focus that advertising then mm-hmm. to just like we talked about, like you want to be advertised things that you want. And so, yeah. I don't want my advert. I don't want to be paying to mm-hmm. advertise myself to people that wouldn't be predisposed to the ideas that I'm You're talking right. about anyway. You're right, but also there's a blue ocean type of theory type of thing. Well, blue ocean, um, blue ocean strategy. Because, I'm not familiar. Lay it on me. All right, I'm glad you said it. So right now, everything pretty much is a red ocean. So red ocean is you're a shark, right? There's other sharks. Y'all are fighting for the same food. You mm-hmm. don't want that. You want to go to a whole different area where it's a blue ocean where you're the only shark. No blood in the water yet. No blood in the water. I mean, hopefully there won't be no blood in the water because you're the only <laughs> one there and you're just gulping everything down or whatever. Yeah. You barely got to use your teeth. Everything is just free. But um, the blue ocean theory is, or blue ocean strategy is you already have a customer base. Now you got to look outside your customer base and think, um, who can I serve that I'm not serving currently? Right. And then you can ask them questions. You can survey them like, hey, what can what could you do or how how could I help you? Why are you not using the product that I that I have out so far? 
And then you can also think before you even have a product, before you even have a business, what's happening in the marketplace that you're aware of? And then what could you do differently from somebody else but serve a different a different market or a sub-niche or a niche in the sub-niche? Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I saw this thing with Harry's recently. Yeah. So Harry's came up in so November. Is a, Harry's is a razor company that was competing on the level with mm-hmm. like Dollar Shave Club yeah. um, for high quality razors for very affordable costs that mm-hmm. was just looking to put Gillette on their ass. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they came up in November 2017 and then just recently they've been bought for over a billion dollars. Right. I saw that. I was mm-hmm. excited and disappointed at the same time. I'm excited by money moving from hand to hand. Yeah, yeah. The that uh, I love business. What is what is it? Volatility, money volatility, mm-hmm. like that. How fast it moves from one hand to another. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's it's great. It's great. And I mean, like, and you're gonna make a decision mm-hmm. that's good for you, and I, that's not bad for those guys. Yeah, like they just walked away with over a billion dollars. Yeah, in pocket. <laughs> so it's like I think about things like that, and it's um, I look at it like from a blue ocean standpoint. It's like who are they serving, and how do they serve them differently than Schick? Or Gillette mm-hmm. or any or anybody else, and then my main thing is now nowadays. I think it's been for since last year. I've been looking at how to serve women the best I can, um, because based on the statistics, women spend the most money, and it's not and, all, and it's not all theirs. Though, you well, know, it, and because that's the, that yeah. that matters. Yeah, the research says um, like clothes and, yeah. and accessories, yeah. like jewelry and things like that. But it's like, not only am I looking at that, I'm looking at the other things. Because there's other things women have to pay for. Um, not to get too deep into it, but um, I've been like just looking at the problems that women face around the world. Sure. And there's things like sexism, um, not being paid the same in the workplace, and then um, sexual health. Um, and then um, like a lot of people aren't being taught a lot of things that need to be taught. And it's like, it's disproportionately... Um, hurting women and girls around the world, and I, 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 I'm, I'm thinking about it all the time. I want to provide a service right. and products to them, and it's not just for my benefit to make money. But it's like there are people out here that they, they are human. They have thoughts, dreams, goals, wishes. Yeah. These are people that need help from somebody that, that feels they need to help them. Mm-hmm. So I wanna, I wanna, I wanna be that person, and it's my obligation to do that because I have. I have my past students that they would love seeing me and absolutely like, Mr. Eddie, they run and give mm-hmm. me hugs and stuff like that. Um, it was so fun to see these lights in these kids' eyes. And then, oh, yeah, another thing. One of the um, one of my old students, he's like my favorite student, actually, but um, you got to tell all the students that you got a favorite student. Oh, yeah. But um, he's <laughs> he's 20 now. Um, oh, wow. he's He's about to be 21 in August, but I teach him business stuff. Like he's in my mastermind group on Facebook. That's awesome. Like I, I teach him about e-commerce, I teach him about business yeah. stuff like that. Like that's my guy, right? Well, there. and especially when you get somebody that's young and is inspired and motivated like mm-hmm. that, like that's an incredible thing. It's like you yeah. know, you get those prodigies. You're like, yes, please. Yeah. Like, how can I be involved in your life? Yeah. It's it's not an age thing. It's you can see the potential there. Mm-hmm. You're like, I want to, whatever you're doing, I want to be involved with. Yeah, because like, if I can help you on yeah. the way, please let me do that. Yeah, and that's. I thought it was interesting. There's a lot of people. I, I'm this way too. But when you were talking about providing services to these women in need mm-hmm. across the world, mm-hmm. um, 
you felt it, you justified it. Mm-hmm. You justified like you you tried to make sure to say that like it's not just for my it's not yeah. just for me to make money. It's yeah. it's to help them. Um, I think that's something that a lot of people get tripped up on mm-hmm. when they're when they first start providing a service mm-hmm. that they undervalue themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and so they're they're like, oh, okay, well, let me give this for free. You know, and let me oh. let me give that out there because. Mm-hmm. What what I you know I want name recognition and mm-hmm. so I want to get out there so that people can test the product and then get back to me and I can use those results to push forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but making that transition then, even when you do that, I'm like okay, that's that's a reasonable strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, like people give away free samples all the time, yeah. and uh, it, it can be effective. Um, but it's when making that transition, like I said, to when when do I start? valuing myself and how much do I do it for you know and not and and it's almost the way that I see it's you are not if you're not valuing yourself accurately then you're not doing the person the people that you're servicing Mm -hmm. the proper amount of justice because you can't expand you can't like if I can service 10 people effectively you Mm -hmm. know and and they're getting exactly what they need and they don't pay anything you know, like, and that, it, that it just works that way where it's essentially like a one-sided relationship. Like mm-hmm. I provide and they receive and that's it. Um, you know, if you actually value your work and then they pay you for it, then imagine how you can expand that. Like, okay, now this isn't my side hustle anymore. This mm-hmm. can take over and be my primary job. Now I can put five times the amount of effort into it mm-hmm. and I can now service five times the amount of people. Now I'm up to 50 people. Exactly. Now I have 50 people paying. Now I'm going to hire other people that I can train to do what I mm-hmm. do. And and then it just expands exponentially. Yeah. Um, now you have employees that are having a better way of life because yeah. you're able to pay them more than their last employer. Exactly. And then you're offering training and different things like that. So it's like that's what capitalism is about. That's, it's, that's it's the one. Premise. It's one of the many facets of it. And then um, me, I, I have to have people understand this about me. But free is not a part of my business model. It's, it shouldn't be well, part of well, anybody's free business Well, free is not a thing. Free, like the word free, that it doesn't mm-hmm. exist. It's just, it's a transference of responsibility is not the correct word, but uh, liability, um, essentially. Like if I'm, if a business is saying like, hey, we're giving away free sandwiches from 12 to one thirty today, mm-hmm. you know, because they want to get people in. Mm-hmm. It's not free. Like somebody paid for that somebody sandwich, paid for that. and so the the restaurant mm-hmm. owner did. Like if he's the one who did, and he's like, I paid for the bread, I mm-hmm. paid for the meat, I paid for the cheese, I paid for all of it, and I'm choosing to to not charge you for this, but it's mm-hmm. not free. It's, not. it's a, there's always a cost to somebody, and yeah. that's it's true. I think that's true of all interactions in life, mm-hmm. like everything. Right now, we are in a consensual exchange mm-hmm. of time, time, and um, our expertise. Yeah, because um. I've been hearing this, but time is the freest thing, but you can't get it back. It's the most valuable resource that we have. But people devalue it all the time. All the time. They, they, all the they time. Just think about how much, especially it's so easy to highlight that now mm-hmm. with Netflix and Hulu and mm-hmm. Amazon Prime being out there. Because how many, I mean, I'm as guilty of this as anybody else. Like, I will binge watch 
the shit out of a show. Man, I don't watch TV, <laughs> but I be on Instagram, so it's pretty much. And so yeah, no, it's the same, same, same. same you know thing. what I mean? Yeah, because I'm not on. I just started getting on social media. Like I've mm-hmm. had accounts forever, but I yeah. just started getting back on Facebook. And it was funny. I actually have like I have accounts for almost everything, but it was mm-hmm. when I was working with law enforcement to monitor people mm-hmm. on social media. So that was my initial. You know, that funny. was my yeah. initial step into social media. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you say that because some of my old friends on Facebook, I had to like, I went to high school, middle school, elementary school, high school here. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that I used to interact with online and offline that aren't, you know, working towards the same things I'm working towards, right? Yeah. So you want to weed people out, but um, oh yeah, no, that's a online, huge, that's a huge aspect that I want to yeah. hit on. You want to, um, you want to curate the content that you see. Yeah, you definitely want to do that. You want to curate it constantly. Look, I'm well, I don't want to curate the content that I see in my life, yeah. even outside of social media. Because social exactly. media is a really good way, a good like, mm-hmm. uh, like microcosm. Yeah, you you don't want to eat anything from a kitchen that has you know roach infestation, right? Or you don't want to eat poisoned meat or anything like that. So why you know have friends or any type of influence? With poison, emotional just, poison, just jumping, energetic just, poison, yeah, just jumping into your brain. You wouldn't yeah. want that, right? Mm-mm. So the way we pick food needs to be the same way that we pick what we put into our minds. But the thing is, a lot of people put anything into their body. Yeah, they just put it. Like one thing I learned since 2016, when I changed up my diet, both mentally and physically. Like I stopped. Eating I like my, that. Yeah. Like I, I want to. I just because I don't want to forget that. But mm-hmm. like the mental diet. Like yeah. that's that's what kind of came into mind. Like I like that. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm probably gonna hold on to that one moving forward. Write a book about it. Yeah. Huh? Write a book about it. You write a book about it. I let's let's should. let's write a book this, about it. Yeah. Because another another thing, y'all. <laughs> money making tip. You need to do some keyword research online to see what people are looking for. Right. People have questions about any and everything. How to is one of the most most searched things on the internet. So if you see a lot of people doing how-to searches on Google or on YouTube, you can create a book or a small course about how to show them how you do it. Like you have expertise and you need to monetize the expertise. That's, I think that that's a huge misconception mm-hmm. for a lot of people mm-hmm. um, is that they don't. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm looking more at the people who have been in the workforce for mm-hmm. 10, 15, 20 years, kind of mm-hmm. doing the same thing. Yeah. I'm like, take a step back and, and maybe pull in somebody, not a friend, but mm-hmm. somebody who is just, just a coworker mm-hmm. and have them look at the things that you do. Like, can you mm-hmm. just kind of shadow me for a day mm-hmm. or, or something? Like, let me, let me just walk you through my day because... I'm told I have expertise on something and mm-hmm. I don't believe these guys that are talking to me right now. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you do. And the, you have found shortcuts around things. You have oh, yeah. found ways to make the system that exists more efficient. Mm-hmm. And I've seen and I've heard people that have done that for their business that are like, oh, yeah, no, if I just, I know if I work this Excel document this way, mm-hmm. I just reduced. You know the amount of time it takes to to pull these numbers by like thirty percent. Now I know that my business Mm -hmm. that I work for is not the only business that uses numbers like this. Mm -hmm. Like how if I step away from my job, which can seem terrifying, but Mm -hmm. what you could start branching out and looking like, hey, did you guys? uh, I see that you're in this industry. Like, 
have you ever considered something like this? And mm-hmm. you don't give away, you know, the whole pie because yeah. this could end up being something proprietary to you. Mm-hmm. You show them the what, not the how. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, I mean, if you need to get another set of eyes, have somebody take a look. But you, if you've been working in the same field or same industry for 10 years, mm-hmm. and you and let's... And you haven't gained expertise, mm-hmm. you need to change your actions. Yeah. Like, let's just be real about it. You know, like, yeah. if, if I have been dunking fries for 10 hours and I'm not, I got nothing special about it, or for 10 mm. years, then, like, you kind of, you're, you're getting out of life what you're putting into it. And so, yeah. uh, I, I don't disparage fry dunkers. I've done it. I like, <laughs> I like McDonald's fries, I, but they're I trying just, to kill me. No, well, <laughs> so, so we're talking about, like, the, the mental and the physical diet. Mm-hmm. I'm. Ch- Sometimes that convenience catches up with me, man. But I've been doing a lot better about about avoiding it. But it's, I mean, yeah. the thing is that you can. The beautiful thing about places like McDonald's is that you can, you can work your way to management, and you can work your way mm-hmm. to, uh, God, what's the word, franchise, like mm-hmm. franchising your own business, uh, if you're motivated to do so. Yeah, you know, and of course there are always. I'm, I'm not. I've recently shifted away from a solely like pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Mm-hmm. There are some people in some really messed up situations yeah. that like, even if I pull myself up by my bootstraps, like my family's got bootstraps that, yeah. I, that I'm trying like, am I just going to leave them behind? And like, and dealing with mental conditions and everything. There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot, there's a lot to consider and yeah. I absolutely understand. But at the, at the end of the day, I feel like I live my life for myself. Like we talked about mm-hmm. self interest. Yes. Right? Like I'm not gonna I'm not going to prosper at the expense of somebody else, but I'm also not gonna let my dreams and my passions suffer at the expense of somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can't give up my goals to try yeah. to take care of somebody else. I'm glad you said you you the thing about you're not gonna pretty much you're not gonna win at the expense of somebody else. Um one thing people have messed up about capitalism is that if I have, that means you don't. That's totally not, not how that works. It's not a zero-sum game. That is not how that works at all. And then back to the things about what we take for granted. We take time for granted and we take yeah. water for granted. Yeah. The two main things, I would say. Um, if people still had to go fetch their own water, we would use water differently. Um, I think like when I'm when I'm... Sometimes I take showers that are too long. I mean, when I when I wash, my, I have a clean cut. But when I'm washing my hair, I got to scrub. Like I just got to yeah. like dig my nails in. Like you know, really scratch my head. And that takes that takes too long, pretty much. And then when I'm brushing my teeth, like maybe I I should turn water off between the time. In between, I'm, yeah, I'm, sure. I'm scrubbing my tongue and then rinsing. But it's like these are things I don't take for granted. Like I think about it all the time. It's like, what can I do better to? better utilize the resources that are available to me. And the thing is, capitalism, capitalists, the people that do um, plumbing or the top-level people that say, hey, we need to have pipelines going through these different places, these are the people that made it easier for us to have, like, just running water at the flip of a, a hand, pretty yeah. much. Like, I can flick my wrist yep. right under the faucet. And, hey, hey look, there's got, water here. Yeah, there's somebody in my state maybe even in my city that does not have the access to what i have access to so there's different things that we can learn from capitalism what value do you need to provide to who or which market in order to better serve them and then get what you want because right now if you are working at mcdonald's or at anywhere else at a low level position 
you're providing a certain level of value, and that's what they use you for. Mm-hmm. If it's like a five or eight or ten dollar an hour job, you may be supplying maybe fifteen dollars an hour worth of value, but you're getting paid ten dollars an hour for it. So that's the contract that you agreed to when you mm-hmm. decided to work there. Yeah, you know? and like, then I'm gonna tell you this: when you get off that night or that day, your ass need to be reading some book to yeah. learn how to add some more value to this marketplace. That's exactly just it's adding, you know, the way that in the military we always talk about it. Mm -hmm. It's just we always talk about a a kit bag. You always got your kit bag. Mm -hmm. So whenever we're teaching somebody a new skill, like, yeah, add this to your kit bag. That's, Mm -hmm. That's what you need to do. That's what everyone needs to do constantly is that I I can't imagine viewing life in a way where it's not. It's not a lifelong journey or a mm-hmm. path of education. And I don't mean that in college, mm-hmm. um, extending high school, <laughs> you know, like nothing like that. Uh, self-driven education. Yeah. Like, and especially at this day and age mm-hmm. with how much free education is out there or yeah. how much really cheap and affordable education is out there. Yeah. I mean, I, if I remember correctly, I think MIT... And I think Stanford all have free courses that you can take online. Yeah, and Harvard. They also and Harvard, and yeah. they also have courses that you could pay for, and you could take. Yeah. You know, that are behind a paywall. But there are still there are free courses mm-hmm. from some of the best colleges in the United States. If that's if you want to choose to do that, you know, and it's just about choosing what is right for you. Mm-hmm. That's that's one of the things that. I, that really frustrates me is is the pressure that we put on young people mm-hmm. to decide what they're going to do with the rest of their lives. Yeah, so early. at such a young age, and and it's it would be it would be less significant if college wasn't so gosh darn expensive. I've been waiting for us to talk about this because let's say this. Um, you just yeah. said you're starting school on Monday. Yeah. So where but where do you go? That's going to be at Savannah Tech because okay. I'm going to be getting a trade in um, like electrical stuff. So the class I'm going to be taking is power plants and then college algebra. And that college algebra thing makes me want to just, just not even go. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have been avoiding that class in college for years. Yeah. But um, it's, it's something because I... This is a part of my um, childhood dream to be an electrician or to, like, just have a better understanding of the electrical field because there's going to be something I learn and it's going to be able to help me make millions of dollars. This because is a beautiful I'm gonna, thing. Yeah, I'm going to provide value to, to a lot of people yeah, with this I, I invention. It's it's so interesting because I did not grow up with this in my mind, like, as a, as a thought that as an adult – you can be more than one thing. Mm-hmm. Like it was like it was. You could be a bunch of things. Like you could garden in the back. Like I saw mm-hmm. my parents always gardening in the back. Uh, big football fans. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. Like having people over for parties. And but like my mom was a paralegal. Mm-hmm. My dad was a dispatcher for the city. Mm-hmm. And so like that's what they did. And so mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, that's what. Like you pick a thing, and you do that thing. For the rest of your life, and that's it. You know what I mean? And like that's what they want to tell you. And it's and it's. I feel like it's just, and I don't blame my parents for this, but it's it's lazy thinking, not on their part, but on mine and mm-hmm. on on everybody's. That is like, oh, I just do this one job. 
and this one job should be able to provide me with everything that I want in life forever. Like, I mean, should should it? If you're, the, if you're the president of the United States and you got money coming in like that, yeah, you could do that job. I mean, shoot, the president of the United States makes like four hundred thousand dollars a year, and that's cool. Even top one percentile of the United States. Well, I mean, yeah, top one percent yeah. is three hundred thirty thousand something like that. I saw I, I saw that that was like a, a year or two ago, but yeah. now it's like four hundred thirty something thousand. Did it bump up? Yeah. yeah. Because people make more money nowadays. It's like there's a new millionaire every day. But look at the it's it's all about perspective. Mm-hmm. So do you do you recall the top one percent for the world? Um, and you might have more accurate, more recent numbers. I I heard it, and it was probably like six seven months ago, and I think it was thirty seven thousand dollars a year. For your top one percent income earner in the world. Oh, I'm not sure. I just saw something about this, like all the stats last. So this week. is why I need a producer. Like, look it up. <laughs> I can. I got. I got. The yeah, we got. Right we got. Here. We got the. We got the information. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, but with college, I was thinking, um, I could read two books in a day, right? Because, um, hey, like, good you, on you, man. That take like six months to read a book. Oh, <laughs> like, I, you can bump it up I to pick, three months. You I pick. I it. pick books like that are. The first book that I picked mm-hmm. when I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn something. Yeah, was absolutely. ratification, and mm-hmm. it's like a 1700 page book that is on the ratification of the Constitution for the United States. Yeah, I'm not into stuff like that. <laughs> it, was like, it was like it took me like seven months to finish that book, mm-hmm. and a lot of it's just because it's real dry, you know. And some oh, of it was, sounds dry. Some of it was really good. Yeah, some <laughs> like a yeah. hundred of the 1700 pages. Yeah. Let's okay. See. So as a, it says, four hundred twenty-one thousand nine twenty-six dollars. Okay, that's so and that's, that for that's the U.S. Okay. That's in the, the U.S. I gotta go for the world. So, but that was the whole the whole premise of where we started. While well, you continue to look that up, I'm mm-hmm. just I'm I'm quitting. I'm gonna let you do it. Yeah. <laughs> Is uh, so you are. You work with companies um, with marketing, with yes. digital marketing and advertising. You are an investor in mm-hmm. other companies, and you're going to school to become an, uh, an electrician. Yeah, like an um, it's a uh, and people two people tell me I should know this, but I don't even want to be in school. I tell you, you no, know, like I want to, I want to be businessman. Yeah, like twenty four seven. I want to put this thing off again. Like, hey, I, I still want to learn how to do electricity stuff. Yeah, sure, but. In a time to where I'm making like millions of dollars a month or even a year, right. and I can you know sit down in the classroom for four and a half hours to learn about power plants, right? Especially when I'm not, I don't want to create like a power plant company right now or something like that. <laughs> no, it's like, not, not on the short list. Yeah, it's not. It's not right now. It's like that's like twenty years away. Like, cause I, I have ideas for inventions that could like you know help power the world because these are the things that's really going to make anyone a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Like, look at Elon Musk. He's like, oh, we don't have to keep doing the same thing for cars. Oh, of, of course we don't. Yeah, you're not the first person to say that, but yeah. you're the one with the money that can push behind exactly. that. Exactly. So it and helps. just the motivation to to really risk it. Mm-hmm. You know, because even with all the money that he had, it's mm-hmm. still like it's the amount of risk that he took on with Tesla and with SpaceX. Mm-hmm. It's huge mm-hmm. and. 
like every other week you i i hear i just hear tesla information just going back and forth like mm-hmm. tesla stocks through the roof Still looks like tesla's going, going out of business yeah you know mm-hmm. and like i don't care how much money you have like when you're when that's the ebb and flow of your your daily to weekly mm-hmm. life that's stressful and so you know that elon musk is motivated for something beyond uh he is intrinsically motivated not, exactly you know it, like, it is it means something to him mm-hmm. that this happens and i think a lot of it is just he cares about the world yeah and he's trying to make that trying to make this a better place and try to get us a way out mm-hmm. <laughs> his, um, his ex-wife she says something <laughs> and in an article i can pull it up but real quick i want to say this um it says to be in the top one percent of the world and earners you have to make thirty two thousand four hundred dollars a year there it is so that that works that's yeah. on investopedia.com it's just, yeah and that's just it's just a perspective check and that's something mm-hmm. that I, I i like to do with um especially mm-hmm. for us in the united states so that we get we lose a lot of perspective and, and we think that we live in terrible times and it's none of the fun facts are there to dismiss the the bad things that are happening right now mm-hmm. but I think, like, just like you were talking about, like, I have running water. Mm-hmm. I, like, we have telephones. The radios were the primary means of communication in uh, entertainment in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. That's not that long ago. It's not. And now we're communicating with each other across the world at the blink of an eye without thinking about it. And we get upset if there's a, a glitch, a delay. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you're saying that because... I hear, I hear, like, you know, online there's a lot of people saying that the world is soft. And I understand that, but um, I don't want to just say everybody's soft. But it's like, I think we, um, we look too much at some of the small things because there's a bigger picture. Like, there's people out here that don't have certain things. There's certain things that we could be offering to people. There's certain things that we can be doing to make the world around us better. But some people are just worrying about like, how many likes they're getting on the Instagram posts. Mm-hmm. And things like that. It's like the self interest thing. Um, I understand, but it's like the selfish thing. It's like, oh, why you got to be selfish? Yeah. Like I know some of this online stuff. It gives you a dopamine hit, but that's that's. I mean, everything it's about dopamine. Known mm-hmm. if if you're paying attention to what the people who engineered these sites are saying mm-hmm. and that have walked away from the companies, mm-hmm. like this is the way that we engineered it. We brought on psychologists. We brought mm-hmm. on the people to to figure out how do we keep you on these apps as much as possible. And I, I want to keep it relevant. Like, I think that that matters because the same way that you get addicted to anything else through, a, like, anything else that you are chemically addicted to, mm-hmm. it's you're going you're gonna to have to deal with the same kind of thing. Like, okay, so how, what what is not happening in my life now that I want to be happening? Okay, mm-hmm. that's like that's like question number one, and that's kind of like let, let, let's admit the problem. Mm-hmm. If I'm working forty hours a week for Chevy or sixty hours a week for Chevy, and I'm mounting doors in a factory, or I'm selling cars on a lot, and I look back at my 10, 15 year old self, and I was like, oh man, I always wanted to, you know, be a firefighter. Mm-hmm. Like what happened, you know, and yeah. like identify that as this isn't what I want to do. You know, mm-hmm. and then what is in the way? Mm-hmm. What things? Because I would say probably at least some of the obstacles standing between where you are now and where you want to be are self-imposed. Exactly. 
Um, and then what you said about the the mountain carnivores, you need to look down the line and see those robots that are doing the same thing. Exactly. And then uh, you need to figure out what you want to really be doing and see how to make it profitable because these robots, artificial intelligence, I'm working with it already. Like I was on that last year. But um, these things are going to be like taking away jobs from people. Yeah. Like when I first saw the Terminator movies as a child, because my father didn't care what he had on in front yeah. of us. Oh, yeah. He was like, oh, I'm watching The Matrix. You watching The Matrix too. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, my kids, my, my oldest daughter is still so upset that she has not been able to watch The Matrix because I'll reference it and she's like, what? And I'm like, it's The Matrix. Oh, yeah, you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's not time for it. Like, it's not. You got to be 19 at <laughs> I was least. like, the idea is. Like you're ready for the ideas, but mm-hmm. man, there's some there's some visuals in there that you don't need yet. Yeah, like <laughs> oh my gosh. But um thought about the other day too, like I saw Arnold Schwarzenegger kill so many people. Yeah, yes. I was like I was I thought that was what it was meant to be a man. You gotta kill everybody. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> it, that's it, that's the definition. It's I have like to be huge. Commando. And like, I have to, yeah. But then as I got older, it's like, damn, I'm not six foot two and my shoulder's not that wide. Yeah, so I'm gonna just just, give up on that dream. So we're not all gonna be Mr. Universe. But I'm still gonna I'm still gonna get huge though. But like <laughs> But um um artificial intelligence like No, that's, that's actually yeah. one thing that I saw on your profile mm-hmm. that that really stood out to me was mm-hmm. you were talking about the fourth uh industrial the, revolution. The fourth industrial revolution. So um I think that it's important to look back at history and to identify mm-hmm. those first three and to say, like, you know, this is... And it's it's easy for some people in our shoes or with our take on life who mm-hmm. are capitalist, you know, natured, and we, we mm-hmm. support the free market and things like that, to say, mm-hmm. jobs are going to get lost. And it's going to suck. And it's going to hurt. For a lot know? of people. Yeah. And it's, it's easy to say, and it's... We've never lived it, mm-hmm. you know, and we've never seen what it's like. And I don't know if anybody has. And we always want to make. I acknowledge this with what I'm mm-hmm. about to say. We always make whatever's happening now like the most significant thing that's ever happened in yeah. history. That's mm-hmm. why every new presidential election is the most important presidential election yeah. in the history of the United States. So, while acknowledging that, I I really think that with the widespread application of mm-hmm. ai that it could be even when you look at a like per capita like mm-hmm. the, the impact of jobs not just in the united states but across the world mm-hmm. that is this could be the most significant downturn like of of layoffs and yeah. people losing their job that the world has ever seen yeah absolutely and then um from some of the things I've seen from people like Elon Musk, like the best way to protect yourself, well, for us to protect ourselves from AI is to not create it. But who listens? I, I, I think that that is such an, a naive way to view it. And mm-hmm. I love Elon Musk. I think that he's great. And I, mm-hmm. I understand what he's saying. It just feels like a child's approach. They're yeah. like, no, it's coming. It's, it's, it's here. It's coming. Yeah, yeah, and we're already using it. Um, and... If we even said, as the United States, they're like, this is going to be bad. Like, mm-hmm. we can't automate driving. Like, truck drivers need tr- trucks to drive. Yeah, you know, over two million and truck drivers. Exactly. They drive, like, they drive this country. Really. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. And imagine how much cheaper everything's going to get when it's automated and how much safer everything's going to get when it's automated. There are mm-hmm. pros. We, we focus mm-hmm. and we talk a lot about the cons. Like, 
those mangoes that are getting mm-hmm. driven across the United States from the store, mm-hmm. like that price just got cut in half because yeah. the ability to get it there just th- that fifty, sixty, seventy-five thousand dollar employee mm-hmm. a year, him by himself making that much money is gone. Mm-hmm. Bye. And so, but then we have two million people that are out of the job, and my yeah. mango costs fifty cents less. Yeah, so <laughs> it, 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 it's a it, it's a give and take type of thing. Yeah, but like my kit bag, right? Mm-hmm. I've been growing my kit bag for years. Um, there's things in my kit bag that are going to be like almost obsolete at a certain time in yep. the future. Yep. By AIs, like I, it's it's hard to look at any any profession and mm-hmm. say that's untouchable. Being a CEO is not even untouchable. No, no. Yeah. Like the the decision making process, like it's it it can be done more efficiently and more. And this could be good or bad, but more discompassionately. Where oh, it's yeah. like, no, 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 we're making decisions that are best for the company. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not about I don't care about John and the fact that his kids got cancer. Like, yeah, you're fired. Fuck John. <laughs> like, sorry, John. Like, fuck them kids. Like, that's not how I think about it. But the robot is gonna be like, fuck them kids, John. Fuck them, yeah, and them it, kids. It'll just be, and, and it's, it's interesting because I hear it, you know, brought up in a couple of different ways where we can and all of this is theoretical to the point because some people say that we can't even we won't ever be able to create ai that is that crosses oh, what is it you probably know this better than i do um it's Emotion. That, that 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 test that you're like i know that i'm talking to a robot mm-hmm. and then there's basically it's like the there's a there's a there's a word for it that's like it's no longer distinguishable that it's a robot or it's a human. Yeah, and that's like pretty scary because they already got sex robots and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That's well, so weird. then it's it's people depending on who you listen to and who you talk to. Mm-hmm. Some people will say that's coming into and it's inevitable, and some people will say that Ugh. it's not possible. I have a hard time with anybody that says that anything's not possible, just because. Give us enough time with any technology, and we'll and do it. We're gonna figure it out. We went to the moon. You know what I mean? We did that a long time ago. Yeah, and they say the, that the whole moon landing thing is like the technology that, that took to get them there was like less than what's in a calculator now. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, or at least the a hell? cell phone. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yep. So. Yep. And, and, and those computers were the size of, mm-hmm. you know, like, like a whole, the, the room, whole like office. This room. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. No, it's, it's, it's crazy um, the impacts that are coming. But I think that the important part mm-hmm. of this and, and to keep it like, in line with what we're talking about understanding the industry that you're in Mm -hmm. like if nothing else if you're going to be on social media and you're going to spend the time there like start following some experts in the industry that you're in and Mm -hmm. i don't know who that would be if you're a ford factory worker but figure it out like and and look at follow ford and figure out like where Mm -hmm. their stocks are going and just look at the purchases that they're making and and or the the plants that are getting closed down. Yeah, talk like, to oh, people. Oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. And get out there, talk to people, and learn and read and figure it out because the writing's on the wall mm-hmm. for a lot of these industries. Yeah, for us, like, um, going to be firing like 7,000 people like this year. Exactly. And, and so if the fact that you know that. Mm-hmm. They should know and, that. And, and it's going to happen where we're going to see news stories and people are like, I had no idea this was coming. I was working at a perfectly yeah. good job. Like, Benefits. we have people outside of the industry that are that were aware of this. I saw it on Google. 
Yeah, like, exactly. Updates, exactly. Like, well, a lot of it's just on. reading and just yeah. putting yourself out there. And so, and like I said, being familiar with that industry that you're in and, and knowing that if you're like right now, if you're a truck driver, you should like, there should be some serious action that's being taken mm-hmm. on your behalf to prepare for the future. There's this article that I read that the, your biggest, at the, at the, I, I want to look at, I want to look at the title again. But it says your biggest enemy in a bull market or it's, I think it's a bear market is yourself. That's your biggest enemy because there are things you can be doing every minute or second of the day. If you're not asleep, if you're not on the toilet, well, if you can do some stuff on the toilet, man. I can watch some videos on the toilet, whatever yeah. you got to do. But there's things you can be doing all the time in order to move yourself forward. You don't want to, you know, when you people for people think, that are yeah. that are not familiar with the markets, mm-hmm. because I'm sure that some some people aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, th- can you just give a brief description of what a bear and a bull market are? All right, so bull market is when what we're in now. Things are going up. Consumer spending is up. I know certain some things like um, people aren't really paying their credit card bills and they're not you know, paying on their car payments as much as they need to, and that's not a good sign at all. But um, bear market is when things are going down. We don't want to have a downturn anytime soon. Nobody likes a downturn. Like it's not like one day you want to be able to run uh, ten or twenty miles per hour, then the next day you can barely walk. Yeah. Um, that would be shitty. Like just, like you just one day is like you tell people like, hey man, I got to be in a wheelchair for the next. Five years, and then after that, then you then you can regain your strength. Like you wouldn't want to go through that. So our economy, we don't want our economy to go through that. So, yep. Um, in these markets, you need to be working on how to add value to the marketplace and make yourself um, pretty much uh, like you don't want to be disposed of ever. And, and it's in a lot of this terminology. I just want to keep bringing it back to like the kind of the the common. F- person out there that like when when he's saying bring value to the marketplace it just means provide a good or a service so a thing Mm -hmm. or or service for somebody that they want even ideas my man yeah like when that's that's good i can follow your service you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like i'm can you be an idea person Mm -hmm. uh well can you change somebody's business Mm -hmm. in a way and i mean a lot of this can seem daunting Mm -hmm. but it's no one's asking you to go into a field that you've never seen before. Yeah. You know, like, look at what you already know and capitalize on that. And then you can start expanding out from there. Yeah. Back to the guy that's putting on doors, like, putting yeah. on doors at cars at the yeah. floor. You can read a book about something and look and see, like, maybe what we're doing right now with these doors is a bit inefficient. Could be. Maybe I need to talk to somebody in design and I show them, like, hey, I read this book about this. And if we move this bolt here... We can not only save money, but make the car more rigid mm-hmm. by like two percent. Yeah, yo, Who guess was what? It? Now you got to be a millionaire because you tell them people, hey, "Come on now, just get this money, Who learn something, and use it." Oil uh, Baron back in the day. Why can't? Why am I not remembering this guy's name? John D. Rockefeller. Well, yeah, I think I think it was Rockefeller. I think it was yeah. Rockefeller. The story. Do you, are you familiar with that story? Of like, that's exactly what you just said. In modern time, is what he did in real life. Um, oh, yeah. It was all about. The rivets mm-hmm. that were being put on the barrels of oil. Oh, right? yeah. I think so, I heard this story. Yeah, yeah. So they he went and he, he had the people that were pumping the oil out of the ground. They were putting it into these barrels. Mm-hmm. And they were using like, and I don't, I don't recall the exact numbers, but you'll get the idea. So they were using like 15 rivets mm-hmm. to seal the barrel shut. Mm-hmm. And he went, he went to them. He was like, he's like, how many rivets are you using? They're like, oh, yeah, 15. He's like, okay. Um, what happens if you use 14? They're like, oh, no, sir. We can't do that. 
Mm-hmm. He was like, well, why not? He's like, because we always use 15. He's like, just do it. Let me know. Yeah. What, just let me know what happens. And they're like, okay. So they did it with 14. It was fine. Mm-hmm. Didn't break. And they kept, and basically he just kept coming back. He was like, all right, we'll try with 13. Try mm-hmm. with 12. And they got down to, it was just over half. Like About seven the, or eight. Yeah, it was like seven or eight that were mm-hmm. that were actually required to, to seal them. Yeah. And that one change saved them like millions of dollars in that yeah. time every year just because of the amount of material that they're spending and that they're saving mm-hmm. on just just rivets. Yeah, because business is basically um Think about how many yeah. barrels of oil they're filling up. You yeah. know, and so that so if you're you're reducing the cost on mm-hmm. rivets by half mm-hmm. for millions and millions of barrels of oil, yeah. like that's gonna that add adds up. up. Adds up a lot. Um, even like a extra one percent on a transaction adds up. That's for like banking. If you're like you know payment payment on provider, like these things, it totally adds up. So that's why these these banks they, they have these little fees for a reason. Yeah. But um, with business, your main thing is to make sure your cost of goods sold isn't. More than it needs to be. You want to, business is a game of margins. You want to have a profit that's always larger than what it takes to get the um, get the goods, and then to you, you know have to fulfill cover your the base service. Cost, right. Like, yeah. So if I'm buying, yeah. if I, if you go back and just keep it simple, you know, if I'm trying to make this make a sandwich, mm-hmm. and it costs me, you know, five dollars for the loaf of bread, it costs me another dollar for the cheese, and it costs me this much for the lettuce and this much for the meat. Mm-hmm. You know, like at the end of it, like. Divided, it's easy to do the math if you sit there and do it. Like, mm-hmm. okay, well, out of a loaf of bread, I can pull in this many slices. Yeah. And I can pull up this many slices of cheese out of this pack. Mm-hmm. You divide it up. Like, okay, well, the cost of this burger to me is $2.15. And then another thing, what if you just started having a menu to where we serve half burgers? Now it jumps, it doubles. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And they just raise the. I mean, you lower the price of the burger like just slightly, so we're still making a profit margin. And this is business, capitalism. I like it. Yeah, and, well, it. and honestly, like it's that's a beautiful thing, just because mm-hmm. it's something that you wouldn't necessarily think about. Like, oh, when we make a cheeseburger, we make one whole cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. But think about the the options and that what people want, and especially when you look at like where specifically in the United States, kind of how we're shifting. Mm-hmm. Everything's kind of. Kind of shifting, at least in the food market, like mm-hmm. with all of the documentaries that are coming out about meat and the way what that it's processed and, and like what's that. going on, mm-hmm. that like everyone wants a healthier option. Everyone's mm-hmm. trying to better themselves. Well, a lot of people are. Everyone, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully, we can inspire more people to try. Yeah, to exactly. Themselves. That's what we're. That's what we're here. That's what we're doing this that's podcast. Um, but like, totally. And then sometimes some people might come into the store like, "Well, I'm, I'm not that." Hungry, like I don't need a whole sandwich. I don't need a whole yeah. burger. Then and what like, do you do with the leftover cheeseburger? What do you do with that? Are they giving it to homeless or are they throwing it in the trash? And it's straight to the I, trash. I wouldn't want like a person to give like a half-eaten hamburger to a homeless person. I think that'd be a little weird. I think, but just it, buy well, a, just buy given, a half burger. And it's it's weird. I I got I've had so many weird situations with homeless people, like where I'll give them food and mm-hmm. they'll just throw it away. Like, I'll watch, like, I'll go and I'll drive and I'll, like, stop down the road and I look back and I just watch him throw in the trash can. I was like, you bastard. <laughs> but I get it. That's not what you wanted. Like, you weren't asking for food. You were asking for money. Yeah. And I showed up and I gave you food and you're like, gee, thanks. 
At what, least he waited till I drove away. Like, was the food like? Did you bite into it or was it like? No, no, no it was, I, bought, I bought another meal on top oh, of what okay. I bought, and I gave oh, okay, it to him cool. fresh. Yeah, no, no, I wasn't. I was trying to be as respectful as possible. Yeah. And after after so that happened, and then just recently, there's a gas station that is like really close to my where I live. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy that happens to be out there fairly frequently. And I went in. I don't have cash on me. Who has cash on them in this day and age? Yeah. Like, I'm an adult. Debit, debit cards, <laughs> cell phones. So know. I go in and uh, I'm, I buy like a case of beer. And he's out there and he like tries to have a whole conversation with me when I'm walking in. Honestly, didn't even know he was homeless. He was just standing outside of the store. And then, so I go in, I buy my beer. I get out. And he's like, hey, my man, like, let me talk to you for a second. I was like, cool, what's up? And he's like... I want money. And I was like, that's cool. I don't have any money to give you. Mm-hmm. And, he, and then I was berated via Jesus in the Bible that I was going to hell or meek, the meek will inherit the earth, all of this beautiful stuff. And I was like, listen, man. I'm a Christian. And that's I, not exactly how it works because yeah. Proverbs 3 verse 27 says, withhold not from them when it is in your hand to do it, right? If I don't have cash on me, I can't do it. Yeah. And the thing is, you probably don't have a phone. I can't cash app it to you, my yeah. man. Yeah. Well, right. and it's it's interesting. It's I for me it's all in the approach. And something mm-hmm. always felt wrong from the get-go with this guy where I was like you're never you're never going to get anything from me. Like just the just the his energy was wrong because I walked out of Walmart 2 3 weeks later and there's there was this guy out there, and this story might have been rehearsed. He might have had this planned out. I don't really care because his game was tight. If it was a game, and if it was real, then I feel even better. He was like, he laid out his meal plan for the week. He's like, listen, I'm trying to get twenty bucks because I've got a meal that you know I've got this thing at this restaurant where it's like five bucks for this meal, and I can do one meal a day, so I can eat for the next four days. You know, the manager back here, it was, like I said, it was at Walmart. The manager back here knows me. He knows I'm out here, so like I'm not like loitering against their knowledge and everything. And I was like, dude, like, you're in shit, man. Like I went back in and I bought like a candy bar and got 20 bucks cash back and I gave it to him. Mm-hmm. Like, so to me, it's about, it's about the approach with, with those kinds of things. And I think that's, that is, that translates to every other transaction that you have with people in life. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'll meet, I don't care what kind of successful you are. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not a decent person and you're not considerate, of other people and their time, yeah, I'm out. Like you're not going to get anything from me, and you may not need anything from me. But yeah, one thing um, I've seen with a lot of people is like how you treat homeless people or how you treat anybody that you feel maybe below you or doesn't have the advantages that you have. It says a lot about you because how you treat people and how you make them feel it says a lot. Um, I've I've had experiences since I since like for a long time like janitors in schools and places like that they have name tags. Say hey Robert or hey Jalisa, like oh my talk gosh. to them by their that. name. Like, then like, the impact that you can mm-hmm. have on people's lives. They smile and they remember they you. They do. They're your friends they do. now. Yep. Mr. Russell at Savannah State. Like we go to Bible study together and stuff like that. That's my guy. That's amazing. So take, um, that is a lesson mm-hmm. to be taken away. Mm-hmm. Is like take that half second extra little bit of effort to just look mm-hmm. at it. And honestly, I love it when it's a name mm-hmm. that I'm not familiar with. It's mm-hmm. where it's not like Joe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, I would just straight up like that. How, help me out. Like, mm-hmm. what? It, how do you say your name? And they're like, and then there's usually, I don't know if I've ever received anything but a smile. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh my yeah. god, you care, and you care enough to ask to see yeah. what, how it's actually said. And I'm glad you said that because um, this 
Like, have you read How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie? I, I have it, and I've gotten like a page or two into it, but it's, 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 a, on, it's, it's literally on book. my nightstand. It's a great book. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, this, this is something I've been doing bef- since before I read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and you call people by their name. And then if you think you might get it wrong, like, hey, is I saying, am I saying it right? Because the other day in Walmart, there's this woman named Kendria that works there. So I said, hey, Kendria, said, did, I, did I say it right? She said, you did. And I said, am I, the, um, am I the first person to get it right? She was like, you are. <laughs> and she smiled. I was like, I was like, I knew it. So yeah. it's like, and then I like I tell my friends, like, you know, just give out compliments just because you can. It's like, mm-hmm. just, just say something nice to somebody. Make somebody else feel good. Like, it is free. Well, it's free. It, it, it goes against our free. word of free. But, like, yeah. I mean, if anything, like, it's it's an exchange of energy. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's really more of an investment. Mm-hmm. I'm investing back into the world. Like, I'm just throwing this good energy at you. Exactly. And you catching it right to the face yep. and you're smiling. Yep. Now. Like, your cheeks going to start hurting. I do that you're smiling. all day, every day. Like, like, that is that is how I live my life. And it's... Yeah. It, you really do reap the fruits of that. Mm-hmm. And it happens fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, I... I can't tell you the number of relationships and networks that I've been able to establish yeah. just because you smile. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then um then later on in twenty sixteen I read um I read Think and Grow Rich and after that I read How to Win Friends and Influence People. So it's like You're on a roll. Yeah, this thing and twenty sixteen was like I told you I changed my mind. I mean I changed my diet mentally and physically. Yeah. Like um one thing, I'm gonna get to this so all right, so I had to cut out meat and I had to cut out having sex. These are these are choices that I made for myself, right? God, and I'm, then I'm t- proud of you. I don't know if I have the discipline and I, and I t- <laughs> to do either of are those. Are you things. are you married? Uh used to be. Okay. Well if you're married, you need to have sex as much as possible with your wife. That's, that's a key detail. Yeah, the key detail. <laughs> but if you're not married, um they have this thing. I was about to say they have this thing. Like they got it in the stores. Yeah. But Napoleon Hill, who wrote um Think and Grow Rich and many others, he, he talks about sexual transmutation, about pretty much using the energy that you would use to have sex or even look for sexual partners. You can use that towards a definite goal, something like making more money or building a business, which is yeah. what I'm doing. Like, I'm, I don't have sex. I've, I've been It's been more than a year since I've had sex, and I, I thought to myself, like, hey... If I don't have sex no more in my life, I'll be totally okay with that. But I do want children, so I was like, <laughs> I was like, damn man, if I don't get married by thirty, I'm gonna have to get some surrogates, and we got to do our thing. I'm serious about that. I've been thinking. About it. I was like, damn man, because I'm always busy. I went on a date recently, and that was the most relaxed I've been in a long time. Really? So um, you were able to transition though from yeah. full on business mode, business to, mode, yeah. Because like, I didn't think about business. I didn't think about no other women while I was with her. Um, it was like amazing. It says a lot. It, yeah. it, that doesn't just happen because it's the first date you that you've been on in a while. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that from experience. Yeah. That, that happens when you're with a person that grabs your attention. Yeah, I'm like spiritually attracted to her. Yeah, like me and her are both young Christians. Um, That's huge. Yeah, we were talking about God. We we're talking about you know life and you know where things can go with both of our goals yeah. and stuff like that. But um, matching up values like mm-hmm. those those core. Values mm-hmm. that you use to help guide your life. Exactly. I can't imagine being in a relationship with somebody mm-hmm. where that doesn't line up. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, that, oh, okay, you're an atheist and I'm a Christian. Like, like that let's see how work. this works. That wouldn't work. See, I'm like, so 
my blood type is O negative, mm-hmm. so that means that I'm a universal donor, right? I can mm-hmm. give to anybody. I feel like I'm the same way on religion because I'm agnostic. Yeah. So, like, I can play around with pretty much whatever. Treat everybody I can with love. Yeah. Because that's what God talks about. Yeah. God is love. I mean, Jesus ain't tell me, like, hey, man, if they don't deal with what you deal with, fuck them. Jesus never said that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus never said that. He never said that. I'm like a bad habit. Fuck them. <laughs> that's like, never that's told, not that. Never I don't told think that's improper. Even, I don't think that's even though in Revelations, it talks about, like, every, everybody that didn't believe, he's going to kill all of them, but that's not my place. I don't have to do that. Right, yeah, no, that's not my job. <laughs> Jesus is going to figure that one out. I mean, and, and it depends on if a person believes in that because, um, I mean, not to get a religion. This is, this is business No, podcast. get on it. Get on but, it. Um, but I just spent my whole last interview, I talked mm-hmm. to uh, this, this gentleman, Steve Sherman, mm-hmm. and his religion and his faith are so intertwined with who like not it's not even intertwined it's mm-hmm. part of who he is oh, I believe and, so. and how he operates within the business mm-hmm. world is directly correlated with his faith exactly and it needs to be yeah because um there was this this passage i read in the bible that's talking about you know do unto these people do unto others have you have do it unto god like you're you're what you what you offer in the marketplace that's why I believe in being customer centric so much. It's like, even in the um, the book I was reading earlier, the Everything Store is like Jeff Bezos. It, like I said earlier, he's like a hard man because he says he wants to push push the envelope or push the like the limits of what it means to be a customer centric business. And I think about that and it's like I only I damn only want to work with businesses that want to be very customer centric because that's what I want to be for my business. Well, there it is, folks. That was the end of part one of my conversation with Edward Fox. I hope that you enjoyed it. I thought it was riveting and just a phenomenal conversation. And it gets even better. It just picks up pace. And we really touch on some amazing uh, topics and aspects moving into part two. So I will see you here again same time next week.
Well, there it was, folks. That was the end of the f- first part. Well, there it is, folks. That was the end of part one of my conversation with Edward Fox. I hope that you enjoyed it. I thought it was riveting and just a phenomenal conversation. And it gets even better. It just picks up pace. And we really touch on some amazing uh, topics and aspects moving into part two. So I will see you here again same time next week.